With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, all right. Tennessee 30, Austin P 13. Not exactly the way we thought that game was going to go. But Tennessee does win, and ultimately that's what counts. Now, what does that mean going forward? Obviously, this postgame show is going to be about what happens now that Tennessee is entering SEC play next week against the Florida Gators. And where does that leave us now that they looked, let's be honest, pretty abysmal against uh, Austin P. And we're going to break all that down. I'm Charlie Burris. That is former Vols quarterback Jonathan Crompton. This is the A to Z Sports Big Orange Game Day postgame show. Thank you for joining us. And as everybody's rolling in, I'll tell you about our amazing sponsors. First, BetterHelp. Go to betterhelp.com slash ATOZ Sports and save 10% on your first month with BetterHelp. Zen Sports, the fastest growing sports book in Tennessee. Use code A to ZTN to get 5% cash back on your total betting volume for your first 15 days of betting. Rattle and snap Tennessee whiskey from Log Still Distillery. Make your own luck just like Tennessee's fast paced rattle and snap offense. Didn't rattle and snap too much tonight, but uh, with rattle and snap Tennessee whiskey, it's speaking of rattle and snap Tennessee whiskey. That game made me want to bring a bottle along with me. So I'll uh, I'll throw it to you, Crump. What did you think of that second half in the game as a whole? And while you talk about that, I'm gonna pour some whiskey here. What'd you think? You're you're gonna you're you are going to uh, get ready for the post game show. Just not. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. We'll leave it yeah. at that. No, um, the good stuff. No, honestly, I mean, I, I did see a comment. It says, "I mean, a win is a win, and it is, but." Guys, let's call it like it is. That was ugly. Um, as as a coach, the best part is when you win and you win ugly, at least you won. We got a lot to improve on, though. Like, I'm I'm gonna look at it on the positive side of that is yes, we won, but we got a lot to improve on. And and honestly, I'd said it at halftime, but the receiving cores are are weak link right now. I mean, just calling it like it is. We can house a smoke screen with a tight end. We can we can a thirty five or forty or whatever screen with a tight end, but we can't do that with a receiver. It's just something. There's something off on on the yeah receiving core now. I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if it's they don't know who's number one. I don't know if they've got some little tweaked injuries that we don't know about. There's something, but um, and somebody tried to say the weak link quarterback. Face it. Well, did he fumble the ball on a? Smoke screen? No. Did he drop 10 passes? No. Yeah. Did he have some throws? Yes. But, dude, he got hit in the face with our center straight up whiffing on a straight up zero. It's called a zero nose. Zero technique. Right in his face, whiffed. We played all around, but we didn't play well. Um, but what I did like to see is that after the fumble by Keaton, you can see the leadership by Milton going over there on with the camera on the sideline, picking him up, blah, blah, blah. And, yes, that's what a quarterback's supposed to do. But there's no way we should fumble that ball. High and tight. Yes, the ball's in the outside arm. Great, but high and tight. 
it's what I mean. You're taught that from day one of football and peewee. So I, I know things happen. I get it. But that's the stuff that I saw tonight was just really, really bad mental errors. And then, you know, I don't want to talk about refs this and refs that, but we they get called bad. for face guarding a few times. But that as a quarterback, you get taught certain times. If you can't, if you know the ball is going to, the, the perfect ball over the shoulder is going to be too tight of a window, underthrow it and get, and you'll get a PI. They did that beautifully tonight. We throw one in the end zone and it's the exact same thing we did face guarding. Dude didn't look back and we don't get it. It's just certain things. And I'm not talking about the rest. Then, by the way, that was a fumble. Oh my God. That was a fumble. Those things, uh, you know, obviously they didn't help. Well, again, what I'm getting at is they didn't help our psyche tonight. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, it, so it, it just was, it was me, mistakes that compounded on each other, and it just, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. It was bad. And I think the I think the the uh, thing that kind of did it the most for me was the fumble. If you go back and watch the replay, and they're and they're showing it from face on, like from the end zone view, and you see him. Dude, it's almost like Keaton is not even aware that there was a cornerback on the outside of him. That's the stuff that it, it just, I don't know, it just something looked off. Genuinely looked off tonight. Yeah, and oh, and yeah, Mr. Jones says there's a guy in the end zone too. That one was egregious. I mean, it was a number of things, but for the most part, it was Tennessee beating themselves in, in so many spots. It it really felt a lot like that South Carolina game last year. Thankfully, Austin P is nowhere close to as talented as an SEC team. Yep. And so you still beat them by 17 regardless. Um, but it was just, yeah, it, it was just like you got in your own head and you're just making mistakes. And then those mistakes lead to other mistakes. You beat yourself twice with the same stuff. And and that, that just simply can't happen. Now, hopefully, here's the silver lining. And I tweeted this out a few minutes ago. Maybe the silver lining is you get it all out now. Uh, you know, maybe yeah. this is the one where the wheels fall off. And thankfully, the one where the wheels fell off was still a win. And you can mentally prepare. I, I honestly, I like some of the gimmicky nonsense that, that Austin P was doing because maybe it prepares us better. Like maybe having an actual challenge in this game can can be turned into a good thing because you didn't just sleep through it. Because it, so a, a number of people have said this in the comments, but it, it looked like they were ready to just not play this game. They thought they were going to roll the ball out there and then a W was going to pop up in the win-loss column, and that was about it. And and that just – that can't happen. Even against Austin P as crazy as that might be. But that yeah, – yeah, frustrating all the but way let's, You're right, frustrating. But let's – you know, on the other side, hey, let's give Austin P's coach credit for making his players believe that they had a chance. Yeah, he's a psycho. Um, you know, no, but I'm just, hey, but I'm being serious. Oh yeah. Give, hey, he, 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 he believed they had a chance. So the players believed they had a chance, and that's that's what makes a a game like this, what they call the money games, that makes it that makes them dangerous. Look at App State, Michigan, in 2007. It makes them dangerous. So, I mean, also he's a good team. I'm not saying they're world beaters, but they are a good team. Just overall, they're not our caliber. That's not what I'm getting at. Right. I'm not trying to say that. And I'm not saying that we should have been in a close ball game because we shouldn't have, but they, they did. They, they and they, their good game plan was let's gimmick. When's the last time you saw a team put all four receivers and a running back lined up on the same side of the field. <laughs> so it, goofy. 
<laughs> but but that was their game plan was they they're not dumb they know they're outnumbered man to man you got to do things like that so give them credit where credit's due we you know we we overcame not in the most efficient way but we overcame the first drive of the second half phenomenal exactly what we want to do run the ball run the ball throw a nice little touchdown pass go about our business right but we needed probably two or three more of those drives and I don't think many of us are feeling this way. That yeah, that's fair. I I would ask you this: You're you're the head coach of a high school team. Um, do you essentially walk away from this? This, and in doing this, you would be kind of disrespecting your opponent a little bit. But do you walk away from this almost treating it as a loss, like saying this no, is no, we, no, we no, won, no, but no. this is this you is never, a learning experience. You, this is not you never. So that you said so to me, you said that two different ways. Yes, it's a learning experience, but a learning experience doesn't mean you treat it as a loss. That's what I was trying to say earlier is you, you feel happy that you won knowing you got a lot to clean up, but you still got to win in the win column. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. you know, because it would feel a hundred times worse if it was a loss. So knowing that you played poorly just overall, and still got the win, that's a positive because now we can clean up a lot of stuff and we don't have a loss. So you don't you don't ever take anything away from your opponent. You just say, hey, we, we did not play our game. We got to clean XYZ up, right, to make ABC better. But at least we got that win. Now we know what we got to do to get ready for next week. Instead of feeling yeah. like crap going, well, what if this was done? I wish we could do this back, blah, blah, blah. You know, what if this, what if that, rather than, all right, we sucked here. We sucked here. We did this pretty good. It makes it it makes it better when you win. Do when you play bad. It does. Absolutely. It's not fun, but it it makes it better. Yeah, I, I that's that's the silver lining I have to take away is that this, yeah. Tennessee wasn't able to sleepwalk through it, and maybe that wake up call is a good thing. But obviously, we're going to talk about kind of going forward in the show what this means for the Florida game. That's what everybody's going to want to know. That's what everybody's feeling right now. But let's start with this everybody that's watching we we got uh, almost 300 people watching right now thank you so much this is awesome uh we we had 500 during the halftime show people were kind of freaking out <laughs> but hey so like, we, we, oh god <laughs> it you know you, you get you get played close uh by a d2 team this thing's gonna happen but uh well one word well, they're not d2 they're not d2 they, oh that's wait right fcs 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 F- what's sorry 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 uh, what does that stand? Football championship subdivision, whatever it is. Um, regardless, uh, here's the challenge for everybody that is watching. Uh, drop into the comments right here with one word for how you are feeling. Florida on the horizon, 17 point win over Austin P. Wins a win. Uh, you got a lot to learn and a lot to improve on, but one word for how you're feeling right now about where Tennessee is at. Drop it into the comments wherever you might be watching. Uh, and then we're going to read them and we're going to give our one word also uh, right after I tell you again about our great sponsor, BetterHelp. If you're a Tennessee fan like me and uh, Crompton, you know how many years the Big Orange have shaved off your life with the emotional roller coaster of college sports. Tonight is 
an unfortunate example, <laughs> maybe the roller coaster of life is messing with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals. Regardless, if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression, anxiety, or if you're just a human being going through hard time, therapy can give you tools to approach life in a very different way. That's where our sponsor, BetterHelp, comes into play. BetterHelp's mission is to make their uh, make therapy more affordable, more accessible, and this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be hard, especially when you're limited to just the options in your area. BetterHelp's platform makes finding a professional therapist uh, makes finding a professional therapist easier because it's online and remote. BetterHelp can match you with a therapist as little as a few days. Plus, with our link, which is BetterHelp.com/slash/atozsports, A to Z Sports, you get ten percent off your first month. To see a therapist because maintaining your mental health is just as important as maintaining your physical health. So this football season, check out BetterHelp.com/slash/atozsports and Sports to save ten percent off your first month. All right, let's see how folks are are feeling. Let's get into the psyche of the Tennessee fan base right here. Pat says scared. CM Jam says nervous. Uh, ben says showed nothing. That's two words, but still uh, true. Um, Westpot says anxious. Justin unsettled, uh, embarrassed. Says Brett. Brad says Nico. We knew the, we knew that was coming. Uh, hopeful says Darren. Defense says Chancery Crump. I'll throw it to you. Your one word for how you were feeling after that win over Austin P. Confused. Okay. And it's not, but it's not what you think. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm so looking forward to the comments right now. Well, I just looked it up. The old cliche, it's worth the Google. Okay. Everybody, oh, well, Hendon Hooker this, Hendon Hooker that. Don't wrong. Hendon was a hell of a player. I'm not taking that away from him. You know what Hendon's stats averaged last year? 2.45 touchdowns a game. Well, he threw two touchdowns tonight. 285 yards a game. Well, he was at 230 tonight. Stop complaining about everything just because you want the five-star recruit to play. He was 65% completion percentage, 230 yards, two touchdowns. Did he play perfect? No. But neither did Hendon every game, right? He played well when he had to play. I'm not going to take that away from Hendon. My God, Alabama game, balled out, right? 100%. Not going to take that away. But what I'm just trying to say is like, guys, stop always saying it's always the quarterback's fault. Did he make bad throws? Yes, 100%. But all I'm trying to say, we had drops in the first half. We had fumbles in the second half. We all around, everybody is what I'm trying to say, played bad. Everybody. All I'm trying to say, stop in the comments saying it's all 99% Joe's fault. I get it. The quarterback gets all the credit, all the blame. All right? But everybody, this is the ultimate team, keyword team game. We had drops. We had missed blocks. We had bad cuts by the tailbacks. We had fumbles. We had bad throws. Right? The bright spot of the game is, Hey, our defense, I, hey, I'm excited about that. Rallying to the up. ball, right? Rallying to the ball because right now it, I'm not sold on Florida's pass game. Well, I I like our run defense, but guess yeah. what? Florida has ran – they're 12 minutes left in the third quarter coming from my computer, and they've already ran for 219 yards. That's going to be a good matchup. Right, I mean, I'm in all honesty, our run defense versus their run offense. I I'm excited to see that, but just going from tonight, like we all around played, not great, 
but stop putting on one guy. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, I, he, I he do still threw for 65% completion percentage, 230 yards, two touchdowns. Could have played better, 100%. So could the receivers. So could our offensive line, a.k.a. our center. Right? It's just – it's a team game. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's a team game. We win as a team. We lose as a team. It did not look good. But, by God, we're 2-0 and going to the swamp. I, I do want to have a, a large conversation about Joe Milton and that that we'll, we'll save for just this next segment that I think we're going to do. Oh, I, have a speci- I have a specific question uh, about what we're, we're seeing from him that we'll go to, but I, I got to give my one word, but I'll first read a few more because there was a ton that people dropped in. One word for how you're feeling after that 30-13 win. Jamie says, nervous, worried from Troy. Eh, says Ben. Confident, says Chris. Josh Joshua says fixable. Gerard skeptical. Eric idle. Uh, Dom says one that I cannot put on the screen or say on here. <laughs> Josh. Says, oh no. <laughs> Josh says passing. Chris says doubtful. Mr. Jones says awoken. Uh, Mark another worried. Ben muddy. So I think I I will go with what what is the right word here? Typical. I feel right now the way that I feel every year the week before Tennessee plays Florida. And the, the thing is that it really wouldn't have mattered how Tennessee played tonight. Tennessee could have won by 60. We wouldn't have learned much. They would have just they would have just played a crisp game. They wouldn't have made all those mistakes. And it would have ended up like last week where you win by 40, you win by 50, whatever it might be. Um, And I I probably still wouldn't have felt a whole lot different. This was disappointing. You made a ton of mistakes, but I still do look and go. I'm I'm hopeful that it's all still there for Tennessee. They just got to unlock it again. But I just will never not feel until Tennessee starts beating Florida year in and year out. And they win some games in the swamp again, you know, instead of going a 20-year drought without doing that. Uh, I'm just going to be a nervous wreck. That's the way that it has to be and how it's going to be. That is go. true. It, it just – that's the Florida game. That's what happens before that you, game. You, you, are definitely, you are definitely a nervous wreck. Ooh, I mean, that I, – I cannot tell you. I mean, Tennessee, 17-point lead last year. And if you don't think that the thought that was going through my mind with that 17-point lead was every scenario how Tennessee was going to screw it up, then you're wrong. And they almost did it. But, you know, let's not forget uh, – so it's it is it's a typical feeling. It's what I feel every single year. Like I said, Tennessee could win by seventy tonight. I'm gonna feel the same exact way. Um, but here's here's the turn that I kind of wanted to take with the Milton discussion before we get into finally ending with the actual Florida prediction for Florida. Yada yada. Yeah. Uh, with the play calling tonight, we talked last week and, and kind of said our theory was that Hypo went purposefully vanilla. There was no reason to go vertical. There was no reason to show anything crazy. You you just – that was kind of out of the question because it was unnecessary. Tonight, Milton is off and his wide receivers are off. I think there was, at least coming from the play calling, it felt like this to me, that there was some distrust from Hypo going, everybody's having a bad game. We're just going to pack it in, and it's just going to be screens. It's just going to be handing the ball off, and we're going to call it a day, 30 to 13. But, what, but Dude, let's does, that sound, does that sound no, correct? No, no. Why, why we so? We do it every game. No, no, because we that's what we do every game. It's run, run, screen, deep ball. Run, run. That's our game plan every week. Like, literally, that's our – we talk about it every week. It you're, felt you like they were – 
No, you've heard me say it a hundred times. It's called a smoke screen. You go, you just, the ball snap, stutter your feet and turn. You don't go downfield. It's called a smoke screen, literally, right? That's all we, we run that. We go run, 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 smoke screen, post, will, with a will and or stop, depending on the defense. That's all we run. It's That's okay because it works, right? But so we can't say that it was just screen, screen. That's that's what we do anyway. We throw a million smoke screens, it feels like, but they work. What did Austin P do to us tonight? The same thing. Luckily, our corners have seen it every day, and we made some good plays. Now, I did see a comment earlier that says, Had makes me nervous. I totally agree with that. He does make me nervous down the field of coverage every week. We went over it last year. Every week he makes me nervous because for whatever reason, he does get beat deep and he never makes a play to look back at the ball and he's always going to get a face guarding, right? That That's the stuff that makes me nervous leading up that we'll talk about here in a minute about going to Florida. But, yeah, I mean, in all honesty, that, that's, that's our offense. It is. It just felt – it felt like there was a shift. They came out. Well, because we didn't throw any, quote, unquote, deep balls. If we threw five deep balls, then it would be – then it would be like, oh, it was a normal game. That's, game plan-wise. Yeah, that's that, what I'm that's trying to say. It's like, outside of the deep ball, it was the exact same offensive game plan. We just didn't throw it deep. It, now, it just, I don't know why we didn't throw it deep, and I am I am genuinely curious about that. There wasn't genuinely any, curious why we didn't. There wasn't But we, we didn't attempt it. That's what I'm saying. We didn't attempt yeah. any. But um, other I mean, than the deep balls, everything else was the same. Run, 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 smoke screen, smoke screen, tunnel screen, run, run, run. That's why I always start to say, because we are a run first offense. We run the hell out of the football, though. Like we're good at it. <laughs> yeah, that's you know what I'm saying? Now, and once like I said, I'm curious if we weren't trying to show some of our downfield stuff for next week. But I'm also gonna go with in today's day and age of technology. Every coach talks to every other coach, and they're all going to do each other a favor of, hey, man, I give you this, you give me this, blah, 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 and every film's traded. So they have all of our film from last year anyway. Hell, they got all the film from the past 15 years. So I don't know why we would hide anything unless we're trying to set them up for something as far as game plan, Maybe. which I would not put it past Hypo to do that, though, is what I'm trying to say. It just simply felt like they they came out actually throwing in the middle of the field a little bit, and then just totally abandoned it when it started going wrong. And it, I I didn't like that because I it just, I mean I, it's what I think they needed to do, but it just felt like they went away from it because Hypel just went like, uh, everybody's off. We got that's just not you know and kind of. Well, somebody just it. asked. I don't know where it went. Oh, uh, did it, did it, did it, what was our average yards for us? Seven point one. First like said, and I'd say it last year, guys, when we rush for 150 downs. plus yards, we normally win, right? We're run first team. The pass game looks flashy because it's a lot of deep balls. That's all I'm trying to tell you. It, we're run first team, right? I want to, I, I wish we would have taken some deep shots. I really would. Um, you I know, think that probably I mean, it is what it is. The game definitely does have a different complexion if, if you do see that. Uh, but regardless, they didn't, and, and there it is. I just wanted to dive a little bit deeper on Milton. Now I think uh, we we can transition to the final couple of segments of the show. First, got to talk about the rattle and snap 
step of the game, Radland's step, of course, I already talked about it. It's helping me out right now. That, yeah. that game that game is a little annoying. It frayed my nerves a little bit, so I'm having a little Radland snap. Uh, but they're going to sponsor a segment here for the stat of the game. When Paul Crompton is collecting that stat, I'll tell you about. Well, sorry, I'm, I'm reading these comments, and they're, we got oh. some good ones that we could probably go over. We'll talk about them all. Uh but first, uh, first things first. Oh, I, I got to, I gotta get the banner here so you can see. There it is. Nothing goes better with a Tennessee sports victory or a Tennessee sports victory that was a little more annoying than you thought it was going to be. Maybe than Rattlin' Snap Tennessee Select Straight Whiskey. Logstill Distillery has a Tennessee whiskey product line called Rattlin' Snap, named after a long forgotten game of chance. Rattlin' Snap is a whiskey for those who make their own luck. There's a four-year and an eight-year version. That's the four-year that I just showed you on camera there. It is very tasty. I am drinking it at this exact moment. Uh, you can find Rattle and Snap in stores across the state of Tennessee. It's also available in Kentucky, Indiana, and Mississippi. Run and do not walk to get yourself some Rattle and Snap for these Tennessee sports victories. Hopefully ones that are a little more emphatic, a little more enjoyable than the one tonight. Uh, follow Rattle and Snap at Rattle and Snap Whiskey on Instagram. Now... Uh, go to whatever you want to first. Obviously, it's our show prompt. We can talk about uh, kind of whatever we want. But this yeah. is the, it's that of the game, or we can go to comments. But I'll throw it to you here. Uh, well, one, I, you know, I, you know, I can't help it. I, I can't. Genuinely, I can't. Person goes not listen to you, uh, to you two anymore. Ignorant because I don't agree with your stupid ass opinion. That's why I'm ignorant. Okay. I mean. Thanks. I, I appreciate I that. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to sleep so bad at night that you think I'm ignorant because I'm talking the truth about football. All good. Other than that, we can go to the side of the game. I just had to say that, but we've got some phenomenal comments. I do want to go over here in a minute that bring up really good points, like honest, good points about tonight and the future. Um, I'm trying to scroll through and get back to them. Um, but the stat of the game to me, honestly, with as much as they tried to run the ball, 79. We only gave up 79 rush yards. Yeah. That I'm going to transition real quick, not to take away the, your side of the game, that somebody posted, and I do think this is a great, a great point. Our defense is going to be hard to sustain over the course of the year being on the field for 45 minutes. Well, that can't happen. And so I'm saying, like, I love that side of the game, but then I'm going, we, we have to do better offensive. I know we're the – fast strike offense, blah, blah, blah. We got to do better sometimes getting our defense off the field to get a breather, genuinely. Even if it's, hey, we're going quick, but maybe we try to get three first downs here. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, yeah. hey, at a certain point, when we get into SEC play, that starts taking a toll. So I love that comment by Eric. I think it's fun. I genuinely, I, I agree 100%. That That's tough. I mean, it honestly is. Um so that I kind of put those two together as far as my stat and that comment because that that comment really resonated. It was like, you know what, I think you're 100 percent correct. We've got to do better staying on the field offensively, even though we do like to play fast and score quick, all that. But I said it earlier, this is the ultimate team game. Defense is part of the team. We got to do what we got to do to help them out. Absolutely. Well, my my stat of the game can kind of lead us into discussion about Florida that we'll finish with here. I'm going to be 14 tonight on the game, 14 tackles for loss, seven sacks. Uh, I mean, they, the line for Tennessee is, is brutal. Those boys are really playing 
well. And the, the level of competition has not been incredibly high, but you take 14 tackles. You, you, still got, you still got to execute the game plan, though. Exactly. Yeah. The, you're never guaranteed 14 tackles for loss the, if you're playing a middle school team. And so uh, I, I think that that's great. And on that note, I think that's something that will be massive in this Florida game. Obviously, the offense is a huge piece of that. You got to score yeah. in the game. But but the defense, totally if you can just eat up Graham Mertz, that's going to put you so far ahead of the eight ball in this game against the yes. Swamp. Uh, and and so I'll well, you I'll know, I almost you. say, I mean, I almost say like we need to make we need to make him beat us. Sure. If you look at it, when he was at Wisconsin, he never really he never really took the game over and was like. I'm that dude. Um, and obviously he's only been at Florida now for a game and however long they're into this next game. So a game in what, three quarters, two and a half quarters. But he's, uh, let's see, I'm pulling it up. He's 12 of 15 for 129. But Montreal Johnson Jr. has got 15 carries for 119 yards and two touchdowns. I think we need to make Mertz beat us. I really do. Make, or at least make him prove it. But then, hey, we did that last year, and Richardson got his first touchdown pass of the season playing us. Now, that was also – I mean, you shouldn't be that long into the season not throwing a touchdown pass. Throw that out there. Um, you know. But and, and that's what we did. Remember, we talked about it last year. We're going to make them beat us throwing the ball. Now they threw for four – what was it, 419 yards or something. But we stopped the run because up until then, all they were was run, 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 and they were beating the piss out of people running the ball. So I don't want us to fall into that same trap, but I don't think Mertz is that guy. I don't think he has that big playability like they did last year in the passing game. I really don't. Um, And just we got to help our defense out. I mean, it's it's that simple. Yeah, you can't – you cannot stall out like you did today. Just so – too many three and outs – it just that will not work. You're gonna get your defense killed. As good as they've been, they still look really gassed at the end of this game. Oh, may, they're always gonna be. Yeah, they finished with a really nice goal line stand, and, and that's great. But I, they just looked markedly tired going into that fourth quarter. And, and they, they had. I've got it right here. They had the ball for 39 minutes and one second. Mm. Better mm. than I thought, but not great. Yeah, better than is... I thought it would be. Just not, just not overly great. You know what I mean? I mean, dude, there were games last year that remember we were like, we only had the ball for fifteen minutes. Like, and I'm like, oh, fifty points. Oh, that. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's yeah, I scored a lot of points. But our defense, who did we play? Was it Kentucky? I think it was that our defense played like 103 plays or something, or 99 plays or something crazy. And you're like, oh crap! Like, you gotta. We've got to stay on the field. I know we like to play fast and score quick, but there is a time and place for that. Yeah. I, um, I'm reading. I'm trying to read this comment. Well, I, I always go here with the Florida game. Can you? Okay. Well, hold on. This, this, this brings, no, this brings up a great point and it's leading to Florida. Debbie asked, she asked me as a QB, did you ever look ahead past an opponent? Um, she goes, I don't know. There you go. I don't know what to think about Mel's performance. Help me off the ledge. I, I'm not going to sit here and, and lie and be like, nope, never looked ahead, blah, blah, blah. You're human. You know what I mean? They're, you're human. There, there are some games, keyword some, that you go, 
if a coach didn't show up, we should still win this ball game. Like if no coach showed up, we should, you know what I'm saying? And tonight was one of those ball games. I don't know if that's how the players reacted, but it kind of looked like it. Like it just, and I keep going back to the wide receiver core. Yes, Joe should have thrown some balls better. I'm not arguing that. But some of those balls to be a top tier SEC team, a number nine team in the country, should have at least been caught. You know, does that make you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm not saying catch and run for 40, all that, but they should have at least been caught. Catch, fall down because you're going, you're it's on your back shoulder type deal. So yes, but you don't want to you you try not to ever admit it to yourself that hey. <laughs> We got in this case, we got Florida next week. And it's Austin P. Ain't no big deal. Let's get ready for Florida. You try not to ever genuinely admit it, but you're human and you know we have way more dudes than they do. If we just don't show if the coaches just decided to stay at home and watch it on TV, we should still win this ball game. That's how it felt like they played. They were just like, oh, well, if we just go through the motion, we're okay. Like the old cliches playing not to get hurt. That's kind of how I felt tonight. And that's why it's kind of also go back to my one word, like confused is like in today's day and age with every postseason award being numbers-based, not performance-based, I don't care what anybody says, numbers-based, tonight would be the night you would almost want to go out there and light it up and not just go through the motions. Well, Sadly, that's not what Tennessee ended up doing. Well, not sad. I'm not sad. But, you know, unfortunately, maybe that's not what Tennessee did. So it it sets us up for this discussion that I think everybody wants to have. How are you feeling about this Florida game? Two games in, big fat win over Virginia, a struggle of a win over Austin P, but a win nonetheless, 17 points. Um, I I think you, you haven't shown everything that you have. Uh, even if you made a lot of mistakes, plenty to improve on. How are you feeling about this Florida game? Me? Yeah. Where? How? How do you think Tennessee comes out in in Gainesville? Like that first that first quarter has been two slow mean, starts for Tennessee. It has, but it, it, and I'm going. I'm looking at these comments, and it almost seems like today, just in the whole country, was like a. It's almost like there was a vortex. Apparently, Georgia didn't score a touchdown in the whole first quarter against Ball State. Yeah. Alabama's in the third quarter hadn't scored a touchdown yet against Texas. It's it really it's almost like today was just like mm, screw it day. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of just how it feels. But I just don't think that I mean Florida's playing McNeese. It's not like they're playing. I mean, they got their tails just physically handed to them against Utah. Right. Obviously, Utah, is not Utah didn't look good against Baylor today, and Baylor got whacked by Texas State last week. And and that's what I'm saying. Like it just, you got to play the game. I do not think Florida is the Florida that you're used to watching, Charlie, and I'm used to playing against. All the way up until the last couple years, you know what I mean. Um, but it's still an SEC game. Still, we said the same thing going to South Carolina last year. Like, did it? South Carolina wasn't that great. They weren't. The whole se- the whole season outside of us and Clemson, they were not that great. Let's call it like it is. But they showed up that day. I'm still very confident in what we can do and how we should play. 
luckily it's not a 3 p.m. game at the swamp because it is miserable hot. Well, here's that out there. I, I do feel I do feel pretty good about it. I do. Um, my only my my big thing is we got to come ready to play, not just go through the motions. We came we went through the motions tonight, and maybe honestly, maybe it was. And I know people were talking about the uniforms earlier, blah blah blah. But maybe it was some emotional day because it it was a day to celebrate Condridge. Maybe. Right? And they've been talking about it all week. Maybe the emotions got in the way. I don't know. But there was just something off tonight. Even last week, we the energy was a lot better than it was tonight. Just yeah, all this, around. This whole day has kind of felt like, you know, when you have everybody that lives in the South, I feel like we all have this feeling. It's like you have one of those days where they're predicting it to be like really stormy and maybe tornadoes. And just like the whole day, you're just kind of feeling like, uh, uneasy, the sky's like green and just looks really mean. And you're like, ah, something weird's going on here. I, I don't know. And it's felt like that way, like nationwide with college football today. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm just glad we weren't Purdue and Virginia Tech. Six yeah. hour delay, Purdue and Virginia Tech. Thank God we didn't have that. I'd be South, asleep. South, South Carolina's struggling with Furman. Like you said, Alabama can't score a touchdown. I mean, it's it's a weird, it's a weird day. And I think that's that's Actually, where I'm I can say this, and people can say this as an excuse. Maybe not. Timothy does bring up a good point. When's the last time we started a game at 5 p.m.? Yeah, awkward. You get into a routine. It, it is. You do yeah. get – and actually, me and my wife are talking about that. It's just weird. You get into a routine. It's 12, 3, or 7, or really 3.30 still. Technically, 12, 21, even though it's 12, right? A 12, a 3.30, or 7, the 5 does throw you off. Your your body, your, your internal clock's a little different because your pregame meal's two hours – earlier or later than the normal time game that that may have had some i don't know that that really may have had something to do with it um the lightning delay for 30 minutes all those things do come into play but at bottom line is they still should have been ready to play it's still a football game they still should have been ready to play regardless of the time we just we didn't we didn't have that normal intensity yeah whatever it was it just wasn't there we do have to get yeah i do this to you Pretty much every episode, but we got to get you on a soundbite. Look, Tennessee fans, after seeing that performance from Joe Milton, we've seen it in the comments here. We want, we want to, Nico, we want to see Nico address that just, uh, you know, briefly. And all right, so, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to answer it with a question. And I want, and I want, and this is a genuine question, and I would like fans to comment. And I would like you to answer the same thing. If I gave you the stat line, the exact same stat line, blank name, how are you feeling from 21 to 33, 228, and two touchdowns? No, just blank. I'm just asking a question. Blank name. Does not matter who. It's a fair point. The yeah. blankness says it all. That's all I'm trying to get at. Yes, and and I said this earlier. That's where people they came they come back on. Oh, you're right. You're right. It, hey, they don't. You don't always. Yes, you want yards after catch. Yeah, that's where quarterbacks get all the yards. But if you're an SEC team and number nine in the country like we are, we still have to. It may be a back shoulder catch but you still make those catches and 
and you go down. You see what I'm getting at? So if if, if those throws are five yards behind, then I'm, I'm not saying that at all. I'm going, dude, what are we doing? But they genuinely hit their back shoulder and hit their hands. Now, there were some that were high. I get it. That's not what I'm getting at. It wasn't perfect. But not all of them were. So, I mean, and Brandon comes in and says mediocre. Well, mediocre, that's a that's actually Hall of Fame numbers in the NFL. So, statistically speaking, over the course of the NFL, 65% completion percentage and averaging right around 228 to 250 yards a game. Now, obviously, that was one game. You can't say it was mediocre. Now, in today's world, that's what we think, right? But we're used to now with Hypo having the deep ball presence. That's all I'm getting at. That's where all, I think all of our confusion is coming in, right? Um, and somebody said, the high throws, footwork, their comments are going so fast, footwork, or how does he fix it? Well, I, I did say this a couple years ago, right before he got pulled for Hendon. It's more shoulders than anything. Yes, footwork has a lot to do with it. But if you watch his shoulder, sometimes he dips his shoulder a little bit. And when you dip your shoulder, your arm gets dislodged out from your normal slot position. If you get dislodged and your hips get ahead of you, it's very technical. But he go, he gets going so quick sometimes. That That's all. And sometimes I think it's the old, like Michael Vick, for instance. Michael Vick literally used to be like, I would wait until they were open and throw it rather than, throw them open because he knew he could the cliche that they used to try to say about John Elway, throw it through a car wash without getting it wet. That was Michael Vick. I've never seen a dude. Side note, true story. His rookie year. They're at Furman for camp. I go down, me and my dad go down. Guy runs a 12 yard curl route. So 12 yards, curl back inside, come back to the ball. Chance straps buckled. No, like fully on hits him under the chin strap, takes his helmet from here to there. Like genuinely knocked this dude's helmet halfway off with a, with a pass. Right. Never seen an arm that strong in person myself. Sometimes I do think that Joe gets himself in trouble by going, what if this happens? But if you notice our offense, what, what was Hendon last year as well? Wait, 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 ball. And the reason why is you have to see where our guys are going because they're all option routes. There's pros and cons of every system. That's the con of our system. We have to make sure that they're they're running the quote-unquote angle that you're wanting. Um, yes, I just wish you would be quote-unquote more consistent with it, but I do think that that hurts because all these receivers that he's throwing to were not starters last year. Neither was he. But that does play a role because they didn't get the meaningful reps in a game to know which way to run the route. I, I do also agree with this point from Mr. Jones right here. He says, no one fears Joe running right now. I, I think they I, – I agree with that. I agree with that. They, they know he can run. They feared Hooker running the ball because he could bust open a broken play. He was genuinely a threat with his legs. And Joe just he, – he can run. He looks like he doesn't want to. That's, do, what, that's what, do you know what, you know what I think, though? Hendon's got a strong arm – or I mean, Joe's got a strong arm than Hendon. And Hendon was like, oh, too late. I got to go. Joe goes, I can get that in there. Mm. That, that's just my opinion yeah. on it. That's that's the way I look at it from the quarterback perspective by going, ah, one more second and I can get it in there. Hendon's like, screw this. I'm out. 
neither one's wrong if it works, if that makes sense. Like, as long as it works, you're going, no, 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 no. Yes. If it doesn't work from the coach side, you're going, you should have done the opposite. You know what I mean? (laughs) You should have ran it or you should have thrown it. That's why I think he doesn't run as much is because he knows he can make the throw. But the negative of that for us is our O-line is going to have to hold up an extra whole second now. Yeah. It does put more – it does put more – it does put a lot more stress on our O-line this year because he is going to stay in the pocket for one whole second extra now. Still only one sack tonight from Austin P. I mean, that's Austin P. You would hope they have zero. But, um, and that, that was the one that we just – we whiffed at center. Dude made a good swim move. Tailback made a business decision. Was like, uh, he's 330. I'm not – Nothing I can do about that. You know, you could tell he was not getting in the way. Um, but, I mean, still, once again, we still won. There's just always going to be things to clean up. And we can nitpick back and forth all day long. I just – and I'm always going to – until next week and we see the game plan, I'm still going to be curious why we just didn't throw anything over 18 yards. I am I am – very, very interested to see the game plan they come in with against Florida because if they just open the playbook suddenly and they're just bombing it over the top, I think we'll know. We'll have our suspicions confirmed, obviously. Yes, yes. If not, then we're going, why? Yeah, exactly. Then our suspicions of kind of what I said, where there's maybe distrust there with Heupel and, and the, the receivers and quarterback right now, and maybe it, it is some kind of communication breakdown. I don't know. Um, hopefully it's not that. Hopefully they just come through. I'll – Let's let's finish with this. Coming up on forty five minutes, uh, does Tennessee win? Uh, will the balls yes. walk into the swamp? In your opinion, and come out with a victory? Yes. Why? I'll ask you that. I think we're, I, I genuinely I just think we're a better team, and we haven't Al- been able to say that often lately. But I just overall, I just genuinely think we're a better team. Now, yes, do we have holes? Yes, we've got to shore up our punt team. We can't have 25-yard punts, right? Especially SEC team cannot have 25-yard punts. we got to sure that up. Um, but uh, we definitely need a big play on special teams to happen in the return game some way, shape, or form to give us that random starting position on the 35-yard line going in or – we need we you know we got to steal a possession. We need the random surprise onside kick, something like that just to regain momentum. Because I remember in uh, 2007 against Alabama, open kickoff, Saban just surprise onside kicks us, and next thing you know, we get our ass kicked. Because it's just those. It's that random like deflating. You like what? You know that type of stuff. Yeah. And so I'm not saying we open the game with a surprise on side. I'm saying we got to steal a possession somehow, whether it's a fake punt, right? Make sure we get a good return, a couple good returns to get us in positive field position. Um, and but I, I do think we're just genuinely the better team from top to bottom. Well, we shall see. I'll uh, I'll use this moment to promote my own uh, show Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then obviously the replay will be on YouTube and on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network feed there. But myself, Zach Reagan, we have Big Orange Podcast, which is just our weekly show every Monday. Again, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, live on this YouTube channel if you're watching it there. Uh, and we'll give our full score breakdown, prediction, preview, 
yada, yada, yada. You can find that there. Um, and, and I'll say if I agree or not, but it's certainly the game that makes well, me if we're, nervous. If we want to make everybody happy. Yeah. No, we're good. We're good. We got this. If we want to make everybody happy, though, Texas has beaten Alabama. They score again. They scored another touchdown. It's 20 to 16. Um, Ooh. Can Texas act? Texas had a lead late last year, too. Let's, let's be true, but they also don't have Bryce Young. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we already said it. I, it doesn't seem like Milrose, that guy. But uh, I, I can tell you, here's, here's a prediction that I know will be true. Uh, Rattling Snap Whiskey is going to be my friend next week. That's that's what's going to end up happening. Win, lose, it doesn't I may, I, may, uh, I may be on the show by myself next week. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be on the floor. Uh, something – that is something that is for sure. Uh, Charlie Burris. That is Jonathan Crompton. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody. Uh, who watched our first week was huge. One of, one of the clips we posted got like seven, 8,000 views on YouTube. It was great. Um, seriously, really appreciate everybody watching and all of you say all the, all the kind words. Everybody missed you, Crump. Your your analysis is invaluable. Uh, but I'll, I'll just say anything else for the folks at home before we go to Florida week. I'm just on it. I'm genuinely excited slash nervous for your tweets and texts. Oh, it's gonna be bad. I, I know. Like I'm, I'm excited, so I'm nervous. I'm going, oh god, like what's going on his head? But uh, it, it, guys. I'm. I mean, honestly, I'm. I'm excited. It's football season. I'm glad to be back. It's. It's. It's fun to do this stuff. I enjoy talking football. I enjoy breaking it down and giving you at least the random insights that go inside my head um, from the games and. You know, it's it's always fun at at this moment. It's always fun when Alabama's losing. You know, I keep looking at the score update. Sorry, but yeah, we know we appreciate it. We genuinely have fun doing this. I love uh, communicating with everybody in the comments. Uh, good, bad, and different. You know, that's the fun part about this. Is everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Just because we disagree doesn't matter. That sometimes that's fun because it's always nice to hear another side. At least you can explain your side. I get to explain mine. Charlie, get, he gets to explain his. That's what the show's. That's why we have fun doing this. Yeah, it's an absolute blast, and we'll do it again next week. Hopefully, we will at halftime of the Florida game. We'll be talking about a Tennessee lead and how Tennessee can hang on to it. That would be ideal. But I again, you doing post game by myself with the camera just <laughs> on you on the floor. Win or lose, you may be doing. Yeah, we, we don't know. We don't know. No, if we win, you won't be here. You'll be. Uh, You'll be Frank the Tank from old school. Well, if you were – I mean, this is 100% true. The Alabama win last year, uh, which this technically, if Tennessee were to beat Florida in the swamp, the time in between – it was 15 years since we beat Alabama last. This would be 20 years since last time we won in the swamp. Um, I did a lap around my kitchen. I ran out into the front yard, smoked a cigar in the front yard, came back in, it, and it was – we were like 20 minutes late starting the show. I came on without a shirt on. Uh, so that's what everybody can look forward to if, if things go Very our way next. Um, I think everybody would genuinely be happy for that. Oh, there's the first anchor down. Sorry. First anchor down of the season. Uh, to, hey, Lou, Lou Man watches our regular show, too. Just, I love it. Yeah. He's a Vandy, Vandy fan for some – because it's a, it's like a Titans channel regularly, so there's there's a few Vandy fans that are in here. Uh, it's, hey, listen, uh, you, can't, you can't teach them all. Yeah. You can't, you can't help everybody. It's okay. Well, there, there's plenty of Tennessee fans uh, still still in the comments, and uh, we will see 
all of them next week when we reconvene here for the halftime and the postgame show for Florida. Thank you again for watching, everybody. And we will talk to you all next week. Thanks, guys.